The National Broadcasting Company presents The Big Show. Hey everyone, this is Mindy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Old Time Radio. Next up on The Big Show, we're at episode 13, originally aired January 28th, 1951. And a big show with big names, and yet still, for me, it just didn't seem to get much bigger than a Gary Cooper. I was so surprised to see him pop up as one of the stars in from what I'm seeing at the rest of these shows, this is the only time we're getting Gary Cooper, so we're going to dive in. I did not know the extent to his fame and his influence even today. Stars like Tom Hanks, Chris Pratt, they they reference him as somebody they've tried to pattern after and learn from watching his movies, that, that natural quality, the approachability, the, the everyman that's still a little bit sexy, but a little bit adventurous and a little bit reliable and a little bit wonderful. Like all of that comes from kind of the Gary Cooper mold. Still influential, 84 feature films he did. He won two Best Actor Oscars for, one was for Sergeant York, the other was for High Noon. He actually did co-star with Tallulah Bankhead. She doesn't have a huge amount of films under her name, like he does, but he was in uh, Devil in the Deep, 1932, with Cary Grant, Tallulah Bankhead, Gary Cooper. I haven't seen it, haven't even heard of it, but I think I'm going to check that out. And just uh, somebody who seems still so current and so present in movies, uh, almost a hundred years ago is when he really found his fame in The Virginian, and that was his transition from silent film into talking films and he was one of the few silent film stars to really successfully do that and went on to have just an amazing career and so I mean there there's no small list of movies you're going to recognize Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, Pride of the Yankees, For Whom the Bell Tolls. It goes on and on and on. But 1951 is actually a really big year for him and not because he's on the big show. <laughs> it just happens to coincide with what was a really interesting time 1951, he was actually filming High Noon, which was to this day considered a classic and one of his very best performances. But backtrack 1947, he's one of the founding members of something called the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. This was a conservative organization. He and like other, you know, big stars at the time, uh, they formed this group because they were dedicated to the American way of life. And it was them among probably others. But this group advised Congress, you know, we hear a lot of communist stuff. And maybe you should look into that. Well, 1951 McCarthyism, here we go. <laughs> he gets subpoenaed. And so he's there largely because of what he and his friends have advised Congress to even do. So he's there kind of reaping this and he's being asked about un-American activities or ideas or influences in the movies and they zeroed in on a gentleman named Carl Foreman. Cooper befriended Carl Foreman as he's making High Noon because Carl Foreman wrote High Noon <laughs> and he's being asked to basically rat him out and say he's a communist. Well, the thing is, Foreman was a member of the Communist Party. And there was a lot of pressure on Gary Cooper to basically sell this guy out and say, yeah, he's a communist. Cooper refused to do it. He was threatened with being blacklisted. John Wayne threatened to blacklist him in Hollywood and Gary Cooper wouldn't back down. He defended his friend. Carl Foreman said it was really the only friend he had at that time because there was just so much fear involved in that McCarthyism era. But Gary Cooper 
just wouldn't wouldn't do that to a friend apparently and it was just such an interesting thing i i, I don't get into sub celebrity culture and i really don't up and comers i don't know any of that Gary Cooper is one of the few people I would say, if you got time, maybe look him up. His life, his career is just extraordinarily interesting and feels very relevant somehow, even today. Such a big, big, big star. He dies about 10 years after this show. Uh, It was actually announced that he was dying. He had a long-term illness. He received telegrams from the Pope, Queen Elizabeth II, and he got a phone call from JFK. That's how big of a star Greg Cooper is, and even is today. We get him here for just the one episode, and I hope you enjoy everything you know about Gary Cooper and his appearance on The Big Show. You're about to be entertained by some of the biggest names in show business. For the next hour and 30 minutes, this program will present in person such bright stars as... Ray Bolger. Gary Cooper, Delta Rhythm Boys, Danny Kaye, Maxie Rosenblum, Rudy Valley, Julie Wilson, Meredith Wilson, and my name, darlings, is Tallulah Bankhead. <laughs> the National Broadcasting Company presents The Big Show. So listen, America, the curtains up, America, we're going to fill your parlor full of stars. The Big Show, 90 minutes with the most scintillating personalities in the entertainment world. Brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at the same time as the Sunday feature of NBC's All-Star Festival. And here is your hostess, the glamorous, unpredictable... Tallulah Bankhead. Well, darlings, this is the one big show that I've been waiting for all season. Did you get a load of all those wonderful men NBC lined up for me? <laughs> I've got half a mind not to take the money this week. (laughs) That's the half I'm sending to a psychoanalyst. (laughs) Well, I was the only woman on this show until at the last moment some smart aleck booked in that gorgeous gal, Julie Wilson, to sing. Until then, it was a wonderful week, rehearsing with all the divine men and holding hands, going out to dinner and holding hands, dancing with them and holding them off. Of course, I expect my check this week will be practically all withholding. (laughs) But, you know, men, towards the end of the week, they became almost unmanageable, kissing and hugging and really acting disgustingly. Honestly, I don't see how that Julie Wilson can stand it. (laughs) Men, they're all alike. Not me, Miss Bankhead. I ain't alike. Lapsy Maxie Rosenblum. <laughs> now, Maxie, you haven't forsaken me for Julie Wilson. I don't think so. What does forsaken mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you haven't given me up for Julie. Ah, no. Nah. 
I don't go out of my class. You're more my weight. Look, Rosenblum, don't start any fights with me. Oh, by the way, how many fights did you have in your career? 418. Any of them with men? <laughs> yes, yeah, some of them. Well, I've been on this program only 12 weeks, and believe me, darling, I've had more fights than that. Well, you ain't gonna fight with me. I'm not fighting no more. Well, now that you're out of the fight game, Maxie, what are you doing with yourself? Well, I have been playing nightclubs. I've just been down to Baltimore. Oh, I'd go over very big with them Baltimoreans. <laughs> well, what do you do to divert your cafe clientele? What? Uh, Maxie, I know that you'll pardon me, and I mean no offense, but I notice that you talk rather peculiarly. I mean, uh, did you ever get hit hard in the nose with a boxing glove? Yeah, that's right. It's still up there. <laughs> well, darling, I would have given anything to have seen you in one of your fights. What was your best punch, Maxie? Well, I used to have a left jab and a right hook. I used to call it my Sunday punch. Oh, did you win many fights with your Sunday punch? They never let me fight on Sundays. Why, of course not, darling. That's my night. But tell me, Maxie, I'm a little confused. Now, are you the one who was involved with that long count in Chicago? No, but once I was mixed up with a short countess in Detroit. Ah, a romance, Maxie? No, I boxed her. Well, the fight game must be pretty tough in spite of the big money you can make. Yeah, and it's worse today. Today, prices are so high, years ago you could get a piece of steak for 20 cents and put it on one eye. And get another piece of steak for the other eye for 20 cents. And that's how you got your 2020 vision? <laughs> wow. Maxie, why do you keep saying wah all the time? Listen, Tallulah, when I get a hold of a one-syllable word, I really use it. I'll throw the towel in for the moment, Maxie. I'll see you later, darling, but right now I might as well get this over with. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as I hate to admit it, one of the most beautiful and talented song stylist who will sing For Every Man There's a Woman, Miss Julie Wilson, accompanied by Meredith Wilson and his... Judith? Judy Wilson and... Me oh, so that's how she got on this show. Sing, sister, sing. <laughs> Every man, there's a woman For every life, there's a plan And wise men know it was ever so Since the world began Woman was made for man Where is he? Where is he, lover for me? For every prince, there's a princess. For every Joe, there's a Joan. And if you wait, you will meet the maid. One for you alone. Happy to be. Where is he? Where is he? Lover for me. Find the one, find the one 
song and you sang it beautifully and you must come and see us again some year. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, just a minute, Tallulah. If you don't mind, I have a date with somebody and I'd like to wait until he's finished with his part of the show. Well, darling, why don't you go home and I'll have him telephone you off the show. Which one is it? Rudy Valley. All right, I'll have him megaphone you. <laughs> so why don't you get into the rest of that dress and go on home, darling? <laughs> There's only room on this show for one glamorous woman. Yes, I know. So I'll wait. <laughs> uh, look, Julie, it is quite obvious that the only reason you're on this show is because you happen to be related to Meredith Wilson. But we're not related. Meredith spells Wilson with two L's. I spell my name with one L. Well, you got the L out of that once. Why don't you spell the name? I've been looking for you, Miss Wilson. I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Ah, Rudy Valley. Oh, Rudy, it's so nice seeing you again, darling. I've just Excuse been... Excuse me, madam. Miss Wilson. <laughs> As per our telephone conversation of Saturday, January 27th, when I called you person-to-person, -person, evening rates, <laughs> from the Sheraton Biltmore Hotel in Providence, Rhode Island, where I'm currently appearing... This is to confirm our dinner engagement for this evening. A new paragraph. <laughs> May I recommend several restaurants for your consideration? The Hollywood Brown Derby, the McFadden Doville, Miami Beach, or if you prefer someplace closer, Child's. <laughs> Choice of one, no substitution. Child's. Why Child's? Why not Child's? I've been eating in Child's for a long time. I'm a man of habit. When I find something that pleases me, I stick with it. I've been with the same barber for 15 years. I've been with the same tailor for 21 years. As far as restaurants go, for the past 18 years, I've been with Childs. Congratulations. <laughs> Have a cigar. Well, all right, Rudy. Any place you say is all right with me. Obviously. Look, sporty. <laughs> what happened to that dinner engagement we had for tonight? We had no dinner engagement, Miss Bankhead. Well, obviously, you didn't read your contract. 
If you will hold your contract up and light a match back of Clause 7... I never see the contracts. My lawyers take care of that. Appleby, Cranshaw, Bates, and Walsh. If you'd care to have dinner with them, you... Choice of one again, huh? What's the matter, Tallulah? This guy making trouble for you? We had a dinner engagement, Maxie, and now he suddenly decided to take out Julie. Oh, yeah? Listen, you, you can't do that to Tallulah. I'll tell you apart. I'll, I'll beat your brains out. If I had any. I'll tell you the pieces and... Don't think I can't do it. Well, stop shaking your fist at me. I didn't do anything. It's Rudy Valley. Oh, excuse me. I'm the culprit. What? Culprit, that's why. And I'd advise you not to engage in fisticuffs. While in college, I was boxing champion of the campus. Yeah, I've been on a campus myself. But if you're going to break the state with Tallulah, you got to fight me. That a boy, champ. Isn't this wonderful? Two men fighting over me. Uh. I warn you, sir, if you insist upon this vulgar display of brute strength, I shall defend myself to the last ditch. I shall give two for every one I receive. I shall fight valiantly without compassion. And even though I shall be destroyed and ground to ashes like Phoenix, I shall arise from these ashes for all to see the truth, though crushed to earth, will rise again. Hey, what are you doing? Fighting me or acting me? <laughs> That's telling him, champ. Now let's get the fight started. We shall fight Marcus of Queensbury. Two of us against one dame? Eh, that sounds fair. <laughs> Very well, here we go. Defend yourself. Don't worry about me. I'll take care of myself. You just take care of yourself. I can take care of myself. Well, I can take care of myself. I can take care of myself as well as you can take care of yourself. Well, just so you'll take care of yourself. I'll take care of myself. Okay, take care of yourself. I'll be seeing you. Look dull, feel dull, and that certainly was the dullest fight I ever saw. I'm sorry I lost my temper to Lula. When aroused, I'm like some magnificent savage jungle beast. Well, music hath charms, they say, so how about soothing yourself with some music, darling? Yes, I'd like to sing a song with lyrics by Milton Berle. You took me out of this world when you took me in your arms. Well, soothe yourself. <laughs> you took me out of this world When you came into my heart You took me out of this world Into a Heart, where every dream we share has a way of coming true. But darling, this couldn't be had it not been for you. You took me up on a cloud. Where I could touch every star You took me out of the cloud Into a shadow I'm speaking of the land of love That's bounded by your charm When you took me in 
speaking of the land of love that's bounded by your charms. You took me out of this world when you took me darling, you certainly stirred up fond memories. As I was listening to that beautiful, familiar nose of yours, I mean voice of yours. Now, Tallulah, I'll take it from anybody else, but don't tell me that you heard me sing as a little girl. Oh, did you sing as a little girl, darling? <laughs> oh, well, you must tell me about that sometime. Uh, but you know what I was thinking as I listened to you sing just now? I was thinking, this is the man who practically started radio. That's strange. I was thinking, this is the woman who's finishing it off. Uh, being the actress I am, I continue quite casually. Uh, Rudy, I was thinking of those days in radio when everything was new and exciting and how you played such a big part in making it so. You don't know it, darling, but I was really one of your most ardent fans. Really? When you left radio, and as time went on, Everything seemed to have gone flat. I miss so much hearing you sing. My time is your time. Your time is my time. Yes, time has certainly gone flat. <laughs> I don't think I missed a single program you ever did, Rudy. Well, thank you, and I don't think I missed a single play you ever did, Tallulah. <sighs> And I followed your career avidly for years. Thank you. And I followed your career avidly for years. And here you are today, just as youthful and handsome as ever. Thank you. And I don't think I missed a single play you ever did. <laughs> Look, Valley, why don't you get lost? Go on television, for instance. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking that television might be pretty good for my talents. Yes, I suppose so, if your talents happen to be wrestling. All I've ever seen on television is wrestling and more wrestling. Now, that's not theater. At least not the theater I knew when I first came to New York. Darling, darling, did I ever tell you about the first day I came to New York to go on the stage? Yes. <clears throat> it was a warm summer's day. I remember it was a Monday. I decided I was going to conquer Broadway if it took me the whole day. <laughs> I was 16 years old, darling. And that was the very first year I was 16. Oh, what a lovely age, 16 years. There I was, fresh from a little town in Alabama, and really pretty nervous about the whole thing. Well, I walked into the producer's office and was stopped cold by his secretary. Hello, Sugar. I'd like to see Mr. Bradley. No, it's just a friendly visit. Is he in, Sugar? He's what? Busy today auditioning actors for his play. Well, now, I declare, you know what, Sugar? While I'm here being friendly, I might as well audition with the play myself. <laughs> tomorrow? Well, why should I come back tomorrow? No, I haven't got a sore throat today. <laughs> now, you just tell Mr. Bradley I'm here, will you, Sugar? My name? 
Tallulah Bankhead. <laughs> what do you mean, is that the best I can make up? <laughs> now, look here. Down where I come from, the name Bankhead is respected and revered. While we Bankheads fought in the war between the states, the history of the South is filled with the deeds of the Bankheads. What? Yes, I know the war is over, but you don't have to take it out on me just because we won. <laughs> and don't think you can just sit there insulting me just because you keep calling me darling. Oh, you do? To everybody? Well, now, that sounds real nice for a Yankee. Now, you just tell Mr. Bradley I'm here. Now, you just tell him Sugar is here. He'll remember. No, not Miss Sugar. <laughs> Honestly, you northerners sure do talk crazy. Now, you just pick up that phone, honey, and you just tell him I want to see him. No, I did not say I fought in the Civil War. <laughs> it was the war between the states. And I did not fight in that one either. Now, don't you sweet-talk me with that darling. I'm going in there myself, and don't you try and stop me, darling, this and darling, that. I never heard so many darlings, that silly northern cousin. Why, hello, Mr. Bradley, darling. Well, of course you remember me, darling. Don't you remember you in Alabama, Montgomery, darling? I came backstage to see you and we talked about my going to the theater and we discussed the beautiful South and Robert E. Lee. No, I am not Robert Montgomery. <laughs> well, darling, I just thought I'd drop in and audition for your play, sugar. I mean, darling. Experience? What do you mean by that crack? <laughs> oh, oh, have I been on stage before? Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly on the stage, darling But I've been quite active in the little plays we put on for charity down south Well, I've always been in charge of selling tickets in the booth <laughs> Well, I've always wanted to be in the plays But the girl said I made such a nice appearance in the booth <laughs> No, I did not say that I appeared with booth <laughs> Now, you look here, Mr. Bradley now, listen, honey, I think it'd be real cozy if you took a personal interest in little old me. I'm here all alone in this big city, and I just think you're just the man to... Please, Mr. Bradley. Well, I know, Mr. Bradley, you misunderstood. Why, well, Mr. Bradley. <laughs> oh, why, Mr. You're hurting my arms. Oh, now, let go. Now, one of us is going to get hurt. Now, Mr. Bradley, I'm warning you. Take your sweaty paws off me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Bradley. Did I hurt you, darling? <laughs> what? No, I would not be interested in making it two falls out of three. <laughs> Tallulah. Yes, darling. I see you're still wrestling with show business. Ah, oh, Ray, bold you, my darling. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in for a real treat. Here beside me now is Broadway's most sensational dancing comedian, who for the past three years has danced, sung, and clowned his way into the hearts of every New Yorker who has seen Where's Charlie. Opening again at the Broadway Theater. Opening again at the Broadway Theater. 53rd and Broadway. 53rd and Broadway. Tomorrow night, the 29th of January. Tomorrow night, the 29th of January. And I personally am buying 50 tickets for the opening. 
Then I personally am getting in on the parts. <laughs> <laughs> After a commercial like that, I should. <laughs> you can be my guest, Tallulah. Thanks for the use of your microphone to plug Where's Charlie. And uh, good night, darling. <laughs> oh, no, you don't, Ray. Now, you're not getting off that easily. We have a lot for you to do on this show, but the first thing I want you to do is that wonderful song, Amy, where you ask the audience to sing along with you. Well, uh, I never ask the audience to sing. You see, they love Amy as much as I do. That's why they sing. Do you think your audience will sing along with me? Oh, will they sing? They've been listening to me sing for 12 weeks. They're dying to get back at me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ray Bolger with Meredith Wilson's orchestra in Once in Love with Amy. Once in love with Amy Always in love with me Ever and ever Fascinated by her Set your heart a fire to stay Once you're kissed by me Tear up your list It's a Ply her with bonbons, poetry, and flowers. Moon a million hours away. You might be quite the fickle-hearted rover. So carefree and bold. Who loves a girl and later thinks it over Then just wits cold I was in love with Amy Always in love with Amy Ever and ever Sweetly do romance her Trouble is The answer will be That <laughs> Amy'd rather stay In love With me Once you're kissed by Amy, tear up your list as Amy, ply her with bonbons, poetry and flowers, moon a million hours away. Once you're kissed by Amy, tear up your list as Amy, tear up your list as Amy, ply her with bonbons, poetry and flowers, ply her with bonbons, poetry and flowers, moon a hours away. Quite the fickle-hearted rover So carefree and bold Who loves a girl and later thinks 
around Then just quits Come Everybody sing Once in love with Amy Always in love with Amy Always in love with Amy Ever and ever sweetly you romance her Ever and ever sweetly you romance her Trouble is the answer will be hard Trouble is the answer will be That was Meredith Wilson and his orchestra, and we'll be back in a moment, just as soon as I ring my chimes. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is the National Broadcasting Company Sunday Extravaganza with the most scintillating personalities in show business. The Big Show, the Sunday night feature of NBC's All-Star Festival, is brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from the pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. The big stars in this program are Ray Bolger, Gary Cooper, Danny Kaye, the Delta Rhythm Boys, Maxie Rosenblum, Rudy Valley, Julie Wilson, Meredith Wilson and the Big Show Orchestra and Chorus, and every week, your hostess, the glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, 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 oh. 
Well, darlings, I, I want to say first, thank you for the wonderful thousands of letters you've been writing. I thank you, and especially my maid thanks you, because of the wonderful mail you've been sending, she doesn't have to write all those fan letters to me anymore. <laughs> well, in recent weeks, the mail has been particularly big, but NBC has never let me see any of it. So I sent them a very sharp note, saying that I'd like to see some of that big mail. Well, this week, they sent me some of the Biggest mail you ever saw. <laughs> Gary Cooper, Maxie Rosenblum, Rudy Valley, Ray Bolger, the Delta Rhythm Boys, and Danny Kay. I mentioned Danny Kay last because I want to introduce him first. <laughs> Danny Kay! Well, Danny, darling, let's get it over with. I suppose you've come on the show to plug something you're going to do, a picture or a show, whatever it is. Let's get it over with right away. Oh, no, 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 not me, Tallulah. I'm not plugging anything. I'm here on a two-weeks quiet vacation. Oh, no plugs. Well, darling, that's nice for a change. But well, where are you spending your quiet vacation in New York? On the stage of the Roxy Theater, four shows a day starting this Wednesday. <laughs> Mighty pretty country around the Roxy. And I'm sure things will be very quiet while you're there. Well, if they're not, I can always come here and sleep Sunday nights. Dear boy, <laughs> You know, your audience here is so well-behaved, Lou. At the Roxy, you know, they keep moving around all the time, kids wandering up and down the aisle, always. I asked one of those little kids one day, I said, Hey, Sonny, where are you going? Never mind where the kid was going. Mm. And he told me. Ah, oh, you're at living, Danny. Now, no, where are you here. going after you finish at that uh, <clears throat> plug theater? I'm going back to England. London, Danny. Naturally. <laughs> well, I shan't be able to go until my New York tailor finishes some suits for me, you see. <laughs> you see, I have an appointment with my tailors in London before I open at the Palladium over there. Yeah, but I don't understand, Danny. Why are you having suits made here if you have them made in England, my dear? Good heavens, are you serious? <laughs> I say, that's rather ridiculous at the moment. I say, I, I, I couldn't possibly walk into my tailors in London looking as though I needed a new suit. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, darling. As a matter of fact, I always clean my apartment before the maid comes in to clean up. Oh, oh that's a frightfully good witticism. <laughs> I say, it is rather jolly, stout girl. Watch it, Buster. <laughs> well, Sorry, old girl. And watch that, too. I beg your pardon, so sorry, old boy. Lost my head, you know, carried away and all that sort of thing. Deeply sorry. I'm very desperately sorry. Carry on, my dear. No, thank you. Now, Danny, tell me. I say, oh, 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 uh, sorry. I had a little left over, you know. <laughs> Sense of humor always gets the best of me. What? Now, Danny, that's a wonderful English accent, especially good for a boy who was born and raised right here in New York. Hey, watch your language, Cupid. <laughs> what do you mean, New York? It's Brooklyn. Oh, you come from Brooklyn? Do I come from Brooklyn? Born on the corner of Abraham and Strauss. <laughs> do you know Brooklyn? Bushwicky Avenue? DeKalb Avenue? Brighton Beach? You ever been to Brooklyn? Well, I've been thinking of getting up a safari any day now. <laughs> what kind of safari? Why don't you take a subway? I would rather die. <laughs> what kind of die? 
You take the IRT or the BMT? I'd rather take DDT. <laughs> oh, a wise guy, huh? So don't come to Brooklyn. Who needs you? We got Abbott's Field, home of the Dodgers, where Bankhead is the name of a pitcher. All right, Danny, let's get out of Brooklyn and back to the Giants. <laughs> Slip that in. While you were in England, did you stay in London or did you visit the continent too? Oh, je les parents sauteurs, les fleurs en fleurs. Oh, how nice. You visited Spain. <laughs> no, 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 that is not Spain. It is La Belle France, Paris, gay Paris. I'm there so many of my French friends who I'm, I've known for loved for so many years. Jean Sablon, Jean Gabin, Georges Carpentier, Lucien Boyer, Charles Trenet, and Sugar Ray Robinson. And uh, my very good friend, Maurice Chevalier. Ah, oh, yes, yes, Maurice. How is Maurice? Keeping a stiff lower lip, I suppose. <laughs> oh, he's doing very well. Uh, I hear from him quite often. He sends me long letters in French. I would be much happier with a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while I was there, I sang for him a song, a song called On the Riviera, which is... Uh, from my new 20th century Fox Technicolor picture of the same name, Plug. <laughs> but I, I, I would like to sing it for you, uh, may I? Uh, may we? No, no, I will sing it myself. <laughs> I have heard you sing before, monsieur. <laughs> uh, chef d'orchestre, uh, donnez-moi un downbeat, Sylvia, play. <laughs> if you look you see the people from Paris playing on the Riviera. When there's ice and snow, it's nice to need to go where the moon clear, the moon is clearer. All the girls are gay and they parle français anytime, any place, anywhere. If you want another kiss, but you don't think that you should on the Riviera, oh, you would if you're just out to bust out and see what life can give the place to live is the Riviera. You know, I remember when I was a little boy, my father always told me the best place to go. Riviera! Yes. Well, I remember I was no more than five years old, and he said to me, really, André, one Riviera! Oui, all the girls are gay, and they parle français anytime, any place, anyway. If today you have a million and tomorrow you're broke on the Riviera. Oh, big joke! If you're just out to bust out and see what life can give, the place to live is the Riviera. Here's a word from RCA Victor. For you people who are buying television now, that word is combination. Yes, an RCA Victor combination, which brings you AM and FM radio, recorded music in all three speeds, and famous RCA Victor million-proof television. Now you can have all these in one beautiful cabinet for one beautiful price. 
Ask your RCA Victor dealer to introduce you to the kingly RCA Victor combination, the Rutland. With its doors closed, the Rutland looks like a furniture masterpiece straight out of the 18th century. With its doors open, it is like an electronic masterpiece straight out of the 21st century. So superb are its RCA Victor features. AM and FM radio, two automatic record changers to play all record speeds, and exciting RCA Victor minion-proof television proved in well over a million American homes. Yet all these great instruments combined actually cost you much less than comparable console instruments would cost separately. Yes, with an RCA Victor Rutland, wonders never cease, but go on pouring out show after show, record after record, not just for one person, but for the whole family. It is now time, darlings, for us to pay our respects to that very tall, very handsome, very distinguished caller from the West, Mr. Gary Cooper. Gary and I are privileged to play for you tonight on the big show some scenes from an enduring American classic, Ernest Hemingway's famed novel, Farewell to Arms. Farewell to Arms is the story of another time, of another world conflagration, of two people who meet, who love, who lose their war. This is the story of Frederick Henry, an American ambulance driver attached to the Italian army, and Catherine Barclay, an English nurse. Our story opens in the place where it ends, a cafe, Lausanne, Switzerland, fall, 1918. Monsieur said he would have the Italian wine. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, Chianti, all we have, but a good vintage, monsieur. Just leave it. Yes. Oh, you are very wet. Uh, shall I hang up your coat? No. Perhaps a little cheese with the wine? No, nothing. An unseasonable storm, but the rain will surely turn to snow. Freakish thing to hear thunder this late in the season, monsieur. Thunder? I thought it was gunfire. Oh, well, monsieur knows. Monsieur was in the war, perhaps? Yes, monsieur was in the war. One hears much talk, one almost dares to believe, this time, that there might be peace. Have you more of this, Chianti? Uh, oh, yes. Good. Uh, monsieur, uh, forgive me, but the dear ones at the hospital, the good wife, the baby, they are well? Dead. Both dead. All dead. Oh, oh, monsieur. Monsieur, but what is there to say? Just go away. Watch the wine. When it's gone, bring one.
There was thunder the night I met Catherine. Very seasonable thunder of guns up at the mountains where the Austrians were. It would really be quite romantic, this old garden, the new moon shining, but but the guns, the guns. They're not bad when you get used to them. You know, I think it's quite odd. You're an American in the Italian army. Well, it's not really the army. It's only the ambulance corps. I think it's odd, though. Well, it's no odder than me finding you here, a British, a beautiful English girl, posing as a nurse. It's a little rough for just a pose. I guess it is at that. Well, I, I shouldn't be sitting out here with you. I, I'd better be getting back to the hospital. The head nurse will be looking for me. Don't go. There might be an offensive start at any moment. Then I'd have to go. I might, might never see you again. Oh, well, I... Well, I, I'll stay a little while longer. We really are quite close to the front, aren't we? Yes. Do you suppose this war will go on always? No. What's to stop it? It'll crack somewhere. I wonder what peace will be like. It could be you and me. But let's drop the war. Ah, that'll be very hard. There's no place to drop it. Well, let's drop it anyway. All right. No, please, don't do that. No, please, don't do that. Don't. I only want to kiss you. I apologize, Miss Barclay. I'm so sorry, really. I... I felt I had a certain advantage. Well, you were quite right, Nurse Barclay. But uh, you are very beautiful, and I am only lonely. You don't need to say a lot of nonsense. I said I was sorry. Well, I'm not. I enjoyed kissing you. <laughs> well, we do get along. And we have got away from the war. <laughs> you are sweet. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're a dear. I, I, I'd be glad to kiss you, if you don't mind. Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Oh, my dearest. I don't think I could bear to let you go now. Hold me, hold me tight. Oh, my darling. I was afraid of this. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, it doesn't really take time, does it? Just a moment. A moment that's bigger than eternity. Yes. Oh, darling, you will be good to me, won't you? Mm -hmm. You will, won't you? Because we're going to have a strange life. A very strange life. You were right, Catherine. It was strange and wonderful and terrible, too. Wars have a way of getting out of hand. Our quiet, nice, orderly little war was in the mountains, blew up in our faces. Suddenly there was a lot of movement, a lot of tension, and we were ordered up. I knew something big was simmering, and I couldn't go without seeing Catherine. I had that last-time feeling. Miss Barkley, please. Oh, don't bother. Thank you. There she is. Miss Barkley! Frederick, what's the matter? What is it? I had to see you. My driver's waiting outside. Something is brewing up in the hills, something big. Uh, we've heard nothing but rumors all day. Well, this is no place to say what I want to say, Catherine. I know, darling, I know. But you'll be back tomorrow night? Sure. Here, darling, I have something for you. It's a, a St. Anthony. You're not a Catholic, are you? No, but, well, they say that a St. Anthony is very useful. <laughs> 
Well, I'll take care of him for you. Catherine, isn't there some place, any place at all, except this busy foyer? Well, there's a balcony there outside the windows, but it's, it's raining so hard. We won't melt. Come on. Well? Oh, darling. I don't know where this little adventure up there is going to finish, Catherine. If, if things get unstuck, where will I find you? Milan. Milan. There's talk of moving us to Milan, Frederick. Nothing's going to happen. It won't. Nothing must happen to you. It won't. Come on. Let's drop the war. Right. It's dropped. Look at it rain. Yeah. And you'll always love me, won't you? Of course. And the rain won't make any difference. No. That's because I'm afraid of the rain. Why? I've always been afraid of the rain. Nonsense is part of the war. I like walking in it. <laughs> but it's hard to make love in the rain. Oh, no, no. Not if you try real hard, Catherine. I'll love you always. And the rain, the snow, the hail. Always. And I'll love you, no matter how it is. You're really not afraid of the rain, are you? Not when I'm with you. Why are you afraid of it? I don't know. I don't know. Come. Come on, tell me. All right. I'm afraid of the rain because sometimes I see me dead in it. No. And sometimes I see you dead in it. Well, that's more likely. But I'm not afraid of the rain. I'm not. I... Oh, I wish I were. <laughs> That's it. My boys want to move along. Chin up, Catherine. Remember, I have St. Anthony to see me through, and don't forget. If anything, if anything does go badly, I'll see you in Milan. Yes, my darling. I'll be waiting in Milan. saying, monsieur. Hmm. What? What was I saying? It sounded like, uh, like, uh, Caporetto. Did it? Uh, the wine is gone. I part more. Okay. Sounded like Caporetto. What could sound like Caporetto but another retreat? Scared men cursing, wounded men screaming, dead men getting in the way. Something went bad, all right. It was very bad at Caporetto. Catherine, I'll never know exactly how I got through to you in Milan, but this much I knew. For you and me, the war was over. It was time for us to bid farewell to arms. Frederick, oh, my darling... We haven't much time, Catherine. Oh, thank God you're alive. Oh, Frederick, let me look at you, darling. Oh, you do look badly. But you're not wearing a uniform. No. But if they catch you... They won't. You don't expect us to go on with the war after the letter you wrote me. Oh. Oh. Are you unhappy? Are you, are you angry with me? Angry? I'm going to be the proudest father in the world. I wouldn't mind going it alone. I'll get along somehow. For you, darling. No, you won't. You'll never walk alone again. <laughs> 
But they'll be looking for you, won't they? I mean, won't they arrest you? No, they'll probably shoot me. Then we'll not stay here. We'll get out of the country. Yes, Switzerland is down the lake. And we're going there. That'll be lovely. You don't appreciate what a fine wife you have. I don't care. I'll get you someplace where they can't arrest you, and then we'll have... we'll have a lovely time. They're here. They're here. No, no, that's Emilio. He's going to row us across the lake. In this storm? Will you take a chance? Of course. I'm ready if you are. Well, let's go. Everything is going to be all right. We Henrys are going to sign their own treaty of peace. Monsieur Henry, please. I do not wish to intrude, but it tears at me inside to have to watch you just sitting there hour after hour, drinking and feeling nothing of the wine. Please. You said the wife and the child. Please, it is not good to sit alone like this. Perhaps if you would talk, if you would confide in me. It was raining like this when I... When I got her to the hospital, it rained all day, all night. And it rained when the baby was born, when it died. And it rained hour after hour as I waited for them to let me into her. It rained as it did the first time she told me that she saw death in the rain. And it rained as I stood by the bed and held her hand in my own. Catherine. You're going to be all right. The baby. The baby's gone. Isn't he? Yes, Catherine. But you're going to be all right. I'm going to die. I hate it. You're going to be all right. I know it. I, I meant to write you a letter to have it really happen. But I didn't do it. You mustn't, you mustn't talk so much. Well, I'm I'm not afraid. I, I just hate it so. Please, darling. All right, all right. Just hold my hand. Hard. You, you won't feel the same way about another girl. You won't say the same things to her. Never. I want you to have girls, though. I don't want them. Don't be lonely. I'll come. I'll... I'll be with you nights. Don't stop it, darling. Don't cry. You must cry. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. It's such a dirty trick. Catherine. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> Oh, 
We will share this new bottle of wine, monsieur. Huh? Yes. Good. What has happened? Hmm? Happened? Or the, the storm passed over? I mean that... the bell. Oh, that. That's the church bell. They're ringing it because it's come. What? Peace, monsieur. Peace? No. No. For me, there is no peace. If you would like to know a quick, easy way to ease the pain of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, then by all means, try Anacin. Your own dentist or physician may at one time or another have handed you an envelope containing Anacin tablets. Then you already know how incredibly fast and effectively Anacin brings relief. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients. For your own sake, try Anison. Anison is sold to you on this guarantee. If the first few tablets do not give you all the relief you want as fast as you want it, you may return the unused portion and your money will be refunded. You can get Anison tablets at any drug counter. Anison comes in handy boxes of 12 and 30 tablets and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. <laughs> Oh, Gary. Gary Cooper, darling, come over here. You're so divine, darling. <laughs> I, I'd like to talk to you a little. Well, but before you do, Tallulah... Yes, sir? I want to say that this portion of the program is brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And now it's time for you to ring your chimes, Tallulah. That's right, Ed, darling. We'll have our little chat in a moment, Gary. And after that, Danny Kay has a surprise for the audience. Now, I'd like to ring my chimes, darlings. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. This is The Big Show, where Tallulah Bankhead is about to have a cozy chat with Gary Cooper. Gary, Gary, darling. I want to congratulate you on your touching, moving, dramatic performance in Farewell to Arms a few moments ago. You know, people forget that you have appeared in a great variety of motion pictures and think of you only as the thoughtful and slow-talking Westerner. Well, you're not that way at all, are you, Gary? Nope. <laughs> of course not, darling, but that's Hollywood. You know, once you've played one part, that's the only part they think you can play. Now, now, for instance, take me. Now, since my first play, I've been typed as a high-strung, temperamental, excitable woman who screams at people at the top of her voice and can only say the most cutting, devastating things. 
when everyone knows I'm not that type at all. Why, I can be as sweet and gentle and lovable as June Allison. (laughs) Don't you think so, Gary, darling? Yeah. Well, darling, I hate to rush you, but um, I think it would expedite matters a little if instead of saying, yup, nope, you just nodded your head. Could you do that, darling? Oh, Tallulah. Yes, Ray Bolger. After watching you and Gary in that dramatic sketch, I got to thinking. That looks like a pretty, pretty easy work compared to what I do. Dancing all the time, and I, I think there ought to be a place in... For me, as a dramatic actor, some people say I ought to stick to my dancing. You don't think so, do you? Yep. <laughs> Wait a minute, Gary. What do you mean, yep? Well, that yep was just answering that question that Tallulah asked me. If I could nod my head. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry, Gary, darling. What was the answer? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> what do you think, Tallulah? Do you think I'll have to go on dancing for the rest of my life? I'm getting sick of dancing all the time and coming home with my feet calloused and blistered. I'd like a change. Like sitting in a saddle. The question was, could I nod my head? No, yes, Gary, I remember now, but tell me, darling, um, uh, what do you think about Ray? Do you think he could, do you think he could play a cowboy? Do you, darling, think he could play a cowboy? Maybe. Well, at least he didn't say no, Ray. That's encouraging, isn't it, darling? Yep. I could be rereading Gone with the Wind. Now, tell me, Ray, have you had any experience playing Western Pops? Well, I could learn. All it takes is... Time. Yeah, you could have learned it right there. Have you ever ridden a horse, a roped a steer, or broken a bronc? Oh, I used to ride all the time down in South America. Really? What country down there? Down in, uh... There'll be a short pause for nation identification. Argentina? Well, it all sounds very easy to me. It sounds as if you're just both taking a lot of time. Yeah. How much time can you take, Ray? Oh, I can take as much time as the next fella. Think so, Ray? what they mean by the wide open spaces. Oh, Tallulah. Oh, yes, Rudy Valley. May I pause here a moment? Yep. Hi-ho, everybody. Hi, Gary. Ho, Ray. Hi. Hi. Here we go again. Hello, fellas. Hi, Gary, Ray, Rudy. Hi. Hi. A truck drove through that one. 
Well, what's going uh, on here, Tallulah? What's going on here, Tallulah? That was his line. No! <laughs> Somebody forgot a yuck. <laughs> what's going on here, Tallulah? Why, nothing, honey child. Want to join us, Maxie Rose and Bloom? Yeah. Hi, Gary, Ray, Rudy, Danny. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Gee, you guys take a long count. Oh, this has got to stop someplace. I wonder if the audience is still with us. Are you still with us, darlings? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> you didn't time it very well, darling. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Well, now that I've got you all together, uh, which one of you strong, silent men is taking me to dinner tonight? <laughs> The next act, ladies and gentlemen, the famous Delta Rhythm Boys, singing one of their great record hits, the song they made famous, Dry Bones. Are you ready, darlings? Yep. yep. <laughs> Dry bones, 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 dry bones
That was wonderful, boys. How'd you like that, Gary? Very good, aren't they, darling? <laughs> Danny Kay, while we're waiting for Gary Cooper's answer, would you sing for us now? I'll be glad to. Oh, there's a wonderful song from one of your pictures. I'd love to hear it. I'll be glad to. It's the only favor I'll ever ask of you, darling. Please sing that song for me. I'll be glad to. This woman only listens when she's talking. <laughs> After all, we got you on this program here, you sing. Why won't you? I know this line backwards now. Too glad be I'll. <laughs> well, I'll just never forget the night I went to see you in that picture, Danny. How that audience applauded that song. Now, if you sing it on this show, it would be just what we need at this point. Look, no script. I'll be glad to. <laughs> oh, Danny, I must tell you what happened the night I went to the movie theater to see your picture. I'll be glad to. Uh, well, Danny, don't you know, there was a double feature that night, and I came in during the other picture. Well, I don't know whether that other picture was an A picture or a B picture, but I'm sure if the Phoenicians had seen it, they would have invented a new letter. Uh well, I got so mad. Well, it was such a waste of time, darling. I was just burning up and some callow usher came over to me and said, no smoking. Well, I could have just kicked <laughs> Only I couldn't find my shoes. So I said to him, why don't you beat it? So he said to me, madam, you're attracting attention. And I said, well, that's more than that picture up there is doing. <laughs> so he called the manager. Only I knew he wasn't really the manager because he wasn't wearing a tuxedo. And this over-eager underling had the effrontery to say to me that he would have me ejected from the theater. Eject me from the theater. Well, you can imagine what I told him. Oh, Danny, darling, would you sing the song for me now? I never got to see the picture. <laughs> I've been trying to sing it for five minutes. Oh, you did? Oh, well, thank you, darling. It was just lovely listening to it. But I didn't sing it yet. <laughs> oh, you didn't? <laughs> well, sing it now, darling. We're waiting. This boy is so confused. <laughs> what you have to go through on this program to sing one little song. We have a song we did in a picture called The Inspector General, and it's rather an unusual story, this one. It's the story of an unsuccessful gypsy. And in the picture, I play the part of the unsuccessful... 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 That's hard to say, you know. I played the gypsy who was unemployed. <laughs> Whisking through the whispering woods in a wild Romany pony with a yak 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 and a yak sadrak and a yak sadrak sadoni rides a gypsy, the gypsy, the gypsy, the gypsy. Both world thinks him tipsy and careless and free. But oh, the poor gypsy. His lot is not what it ought to be for. Night and day and day and night, there's a man there sick of obeying with a whip in his hand. 
over Gypsy he stands, and this is what he is saying, home, home, home. <laughs> Play Gypsy sing, Gypsy dance, Gypsy laugh, Gypsy cry, Gypsy live, Gypsy die, Gypsy drink, Gypsy. Drink to goodbyes and drink to hellos. Drink to the open, drink to the close. Drink to me only with thine eyes, and I will drink with my nose. <laughs> and so we drink. But first we sing. Oh, I forgot, ladies and gentlemen, how can you sing a gypsy song without the gypsy chorus? That has never been done before in the history of gypsies. So I would like to ask you all to do me a favor. Instead of you being the audience this evening, I would like you to be for me, gypsies. <laughs> no, it's very simple, really. We divide the theater into three graphs. One, two, three. Now, the first graph, I'm here over. You see, when I make a beat, you sing for me like this. Zoom. Everybody with me, please? Wow. <laughs> Gypsies. <laughs> Everybody, put an earring in your ear and make me a nice zoom. Everybody with me, please? <laughs> ah. The center section here, up and down. When I make a beat, you sing for me like this. Stock, stock. <laughs> Everybody with me? Very nice. This group here, when I make a beat, you sing for me like this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Not yet, I will give you. Everybody with me? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Let me hear the stock stocks. Stock stock. Ha, ha, ha. see who zooms you. <laughs> One big zoom. Everybody, please. Now we sing gypsy song. Alright? <laughs> now we go to the top of the class a little bit. You see, I will sing as a chemotonoch and you will sing zoom. We chew the note a little bit, alright? As a chemotonoch. But what happened to the stuff? Please don't disappoint me, stockies. Let me have two nice stocks, please. Very short. Very loud. Very good. I give you the B. You are late. With me?
mit a Lula, a jó zsumor a stoszkok. Én ezt I hate to appear hereditary or subdued or bicyclological, but uh, I got a feeling I've seen you someplace. Well, naturally, darling, I've been in the theater for some time. No, no, you look exactly like a guy I fought in Milwaukee. <laughs> How did I do? I was, I was robbed. Uh, you fighters of all alike. When you lose your rob, you're just a bum. <laughs> Please, Danny, don't say that. I'm an artist, just like you are. You're a bum. I've been in the cinema. You're a cinema bum. Uh -huh. <laughs> you won't say that when you see my new picture. Skip along Rosenblum. No, Maxie, I'd like to see you in a fight with Joe Lewis. You don't like me, huh, Rudy? <laughs> I certainly do like you. I'm willing to wager that if you ever got in a ring with Joe Lewis, you could beat him. I'll bet he can, too. I'll bet $100 he can. I'll bet $100 on Maxie. How about you, Tulu? No, not me. Joe Lewis could knock him out over the telephone. <laughs> not long distance. <laughs> I'll bet on Maxie. How about you, Gary? You want to bet on him? Oh, don't bother Gary Cooper, darling. He's still working on that other question. <laughs> well, we're all betting on Maxie. Who are we going to get to cover the bet? Don't go to strangers. I'll take the whole bet myself. And now we're about to hear a special chiffon arrangement as only Meredith Wilson can whip it up, the song Yesterday's. And here is Meredith Wilson with the Big Show Orchestra and Chorus. Meredith, darling, if you please.
speak to you on a very, very important subject, darling. Now, you come here, Mary. Meredith Wilson. Yes, Miss Bankhead. Now, Meredith, you're in charge of deciding who gets to sing the songs on this show. Is that correct? Uh, well, sir, Miss Bankhead, I uh, try, to, try to see that, you know, everybody who sings on the show gets a song to do. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Now, let me see. Rudy Valley sang. Correct. Check. Julie Wilson sang. Check. Then Ray Bolger sang. Check. The Delta Rhythm Boys sang. Check. And Danny Kay sang twice. And I see he has another song coming up, right? Check. So I'm going to sing my song right now. Correct? I knew that check would bounce. <laughs> Tallulah, I, I, I think you've got a legitimate beat. Oh, I do I really do. And if they don't give you a song to do alone... I'll be glad to share my next song with you. Oh, darling, that's very sweet of you. Meredith, some music. Danny and I are sharing a song together. Separate checks, of course. Yes, and separate keys, too, Meredith. <laughs> How can you believe me when I say it? I love you when you know I've been a liar all my life. You've had that reputation since you were you I must have been insane to think you'd tell me the truth Ha 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 ha, can you believe me when I said we'd marry When you know I'd rather hang than have a wife I know you said I'll make you mine But who would know that you would go for that old line Ha 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 ha, can you believe me when I said I love you When you know I've been a liar Nothing but a lie. Nothing but a lie. All my doggone cheating lies. You said you wouldn't love me no. That's what I said. I never would do me wrong. Talk to me, Tulu. Talk to me. If you'd always. Oh, baby, you must be loony to trust the lower than low two times like me. Said I'd have everything. A beautiful time. 
Fred Allen, Robert Cummings, Lorraine Day, Jimmy Durante, Leo DeRocha, Portland Hoffer, Judy Holliday, Frankie Lane, Jane Pickens, and others, and of course, our very own Meredith Wilson and his big show chorus and orchestra. Until then, may the good Lord bless and keep you, whether near or far away. Julie. May you find that long-awaited golden day today. May your troubles all be small ones. And your fortune ten times ten. Maxie. May the good Lord bless and keep you till we meet again, Danny. May you walk with sunlight shining and a bluebird in every tree. Meredith. May there be a silver lining of every cloud you see. Rudy, fill your dreams with sweet tomorrows. Never mind what might have been. Gary, may the good Lord bless and keep you till we meet again. The Delta Rhythm Boys. May you long recall each rainbow Then you'll soon forget the rain May the warm and tender memories Be the ones that will remain Fill your dreams with sweet tomorrows Never mind what might May the good Lord bless and keep you until we meet again. May the good Lord bless.
Good night, darlings. Coming up, Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. NBC.